All right, everybody. Uh, welcome into the latest edition of Restaurant Hoppin'. We got a special edition for you today. Unfortunately, don't have a guest in today. I've loved so much having guests in, but we're going to do something a little bit different today because we're, we're ringing in the new year, ringing in 2020. So, of course, it's time to look back at 2019 and just all the wonderful eating that was done over the past 365 days. So, unfortunately, that means you're just going to have to put up with my voice as opposed to having someone more intelligent and more interesting than me um, answering my questions. But maybe that'll work just for this one episode. And I promise I won't do it every week. <laughs> um, but before I even get started, I just want to lead off with a, with a thank you here. Um, 2019 has just been such a special year in, in terms of this, just launching my website, restauranthoppin.com, turning my blog into that, uh, getting an opportunity to start this podcast. It's, it's just, I, when 2019 started, I couldn't have envisioned any of this happening. This was all not even in my mind space until about six months ago. And it's all just happened so fast. It's been so much fun. And I just need to issue a very heartfelt thank you to every single one of you who has, who has listened to an episode, who has downloaded an episode, who has visited my website, who has sent me a tweet, even if it's a mean tweet, I don't even care. Anyone who has interacted with me in any way over you know the past year, over the past however many years, thank you. And and I sincerely mean that. It it means so much that you would take valuable time out of your day to to converse with me, to listen to me, to read what I wrote, to care about what I think. Um, That is just so special. And I sincerely thank every single one of you. Now, getting on to the meat of the episode here. No pun intended. But we have 10 categories looking back at my experiences in 2019. Now, this is not, this does not mean that Every one of these things that I mentioned is specific to 2019. Like when I mentioned certain restaurants, it's not going to be all new 2019 restaurants or anything like that. This is just looking back at my last 365 days of eating to try and lay out some experiences that were really special, um, some things that stood out to me. And hopefully that can give you some ideas as you start to plan 2020 and you you create your list where you say, okay, I need to try this restaurant, I need to have this dish here. I need to really block off time. Make sure I do that. Hopefully this helps you out a little bit. So we're going to start big. I'm going to start off with best overall meal. Uh, By the way, three nominees for each category. So best overall meal. This takes everything into account. This is, this is ambiance. This is service. This is, this is entree appetizer. If there's a dessert, Everything about the meal taken into account here. So, three nominees. Uh, the chef's tasting menu at Umami Asian Cuisine in Bellevue. Um, a plate of brisket ribs and sausage from Smoke and Barrel. Or the Hawaiian ahi nachos and Seattle Chapino from Twisted Cork. Now, a quick rundown of these three things. The chef's tasting menu at Umami that it is 10 pieces a piece of sushi and sashimi. So just fresh fish, whatever the chef chooses that day, whatever they have in that is freshest, is you know in season, is special. And three sushi rolls come along with that. So it, it's like a perfect thing to split with someone else. The, frit, the fish is just so incredibly fresh. You are exposed to different you know, fish that you've never had before. You get, you know, salmon and tuna. That's kind of 
normal, but then there's yellowtail. Um, there's some shrimp thrown in there. There's monkfish liver, which I would never think to have, but it's it's awesome. Um, looking at moving on to uh, smoke and barrel. I mean, th- this place is just ridiculous. It's it is the best barbecue in Nebraska, in my opinion. Um, just the ribs and sausage are both awesome. I want to be very clear about that, but the brisket is just like otherworldly. If there's one thing, I if you're a barbecue fan at all and you haven't experienced smoke and barrel, you put the brisket there on your to-do list for 20, uh, 2020. Excuse me. And then Twisted Cork uh, just had Jess and Paul Urban, um, the chefs and owners of Block 16, on last week. And they said, hey, man, you got to get out to Twisted Cork and get the Seattle Chipino. And when someone with their palate and their restaurant knowledge says something like that, I act on it immediately. And I went out and I had this dish immediately. And it, it was fantastic. Um, it's a bunch of different seafood. So it's a scallop and mussels and salmon and shrimp, all just cooked perfectly, seasoned very well in like a tomato broth. Just excellent. And then Hawaiian ahi nachos. So just, it was basically like sushi tuna on top of a lavash bread with mango salsa and avocados. Um, very, very, very good. And the service, the service at Twisted Cork is just ridiculous. I mean, they were so nice, so friendly. Um, everything about that meal was excellent. And the winner for best overall meal of those three choices, I got to go with the chef's tasting menu at Umami. Uh, it, it was it was just so different from anything that I'd ever experienced before. Um, the service was impeccable. The presentation, which is something I normally don't really care about, um, if it's delicious, I'll eat it. I don't care how you serve it to me. But this, it was just so fun and inventive and different. And and I highly recommend anyone, you know, even if you're from Omaha and you you know you hear the term Bellevue and you're just like, oh, I don't know if I want to make a 20, 25 minute drive out there. This is one of those meals where, yeah, it's worth making the time investment. Uh, Moving on. Best new single menu item I had this year. Uh, Three nominees. The short ribs at Dario's Brasserie. The poutine burrito at Block 16. And a squid ink papadeli pasta with jumbo shrimp and crab from Au Courant. Um, The poutine burrito, if you've listened to this podcast at all before, you know how I feel about this. It's a burrito with steak, cheese curds, um, a gravy, a malt vinegar, aioli, it, it, and tater tots. How could I forget the tater tots? And it's just, it's from block 16. You know, it's incredible. It's just fantastic in every way. The short ribs from Dario's Brasserie are one of the most tender cuts of meat. I think that I've ever had um, it comes with some, some palm frites or excuse me, uh, no mashed potatoes, not palm frites, excuse me. Um, but they are just like perfectly fluffy and creamy, um, comes with a nice sauce, delicious meal, highly recommend Dario's. And then, I mean, basically anything from Ocarant, um, is fantastic. This was my first experience with a squid ink pasta. It was really good. Both the shrimp and the crab were just excellent. Um, it's one of those dishes where it is not a massive portion. It's kind of a smaller portion actually compared to Midwest sizes. And I just found myself eating it and eating it. And I was, I just wanted there to be more when it was, (laughs) it was really sad. That being said, 
I have to go with the poutine burrito. That is the winner for best single menu item. It's it's just so creative and inventive. It's not something that I've seen anywhere else, even anything close to it, um, for that matter. And the flavors, there's just so many interesting things playing with each other there. And each individual element, the steak on its own, is wonderful. The cheese curds, obviously, cheese curds are fantastic. Tater tots add a nice little crunch. So, like, everything is great on its own, but when it all comes together and then you add in that creamy, both the aioli and the gravy, it's it's something else. <laughs> um, best new menu item. So, we're moving on to category three here. This is something that this rest, restaurant could have been open before 2019, but they added new menu items. Um for this coming year. I'll give you an example. Bearish and Beer Garden opened in 2018, but this year they added a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, which by the way, now available every day. It used to only be available for brunch. It's available at all times now. It's absolutely fantastic. So that's one nominee. Um, the Muchachos food truck uh, had a Nick Maestas on my podcast a couple weeks ago and got a chance to get out and try the the hatch mac and cheese with um smoked pork and chicken phenomenal just incredible uh it's it's a mac and cheese that's made with queso instead of just like shredded cheese or block cheese and if you think it sounds delicious it's far better than you even imagine (laughs) and uh and the last one goes to actually a new restaurant that's cops pizza company um new restaurant that opened up kind of by nebraska french mart and they do something, they do a couple things very different um, from a lot of pizza places in Omaha. And there's a lot of great pizza in Omaha, so it's hard to differentiate sometimes. But on a lot of their pizzas, they start off with a cream cheese base before they add any sauce. And it just adds this nice creaminess, a little saltiness, but without interrupting the flavor of you know, the sauce and the normal pizza. So it's not disruptive in any way. It just adds. And then the nominee from the restaurant is the burn ends pizza, which is just, it's, I mean, think about it. Burn ends are like one of the barbecue pinnacles. And you put those on top of a pizza with a little bit of a sweet barbecue sauce drizzle. And like I, like I mentioned, the kind of the creaminess and the saltiness of that cream cheese plays so well with the sweetness of the barbecue sauce. Um, it's got some fresh red onions on there. It's amazing. Um, the second I had it, it jumped into, you know, one of my top, certainly top 10, probably top five slices of pizza in Omaha. And that's why it is winning this category for best new menu item, the burn ends pizza from cops pizza company. Um, and we'll just transition right into best new restaurant. Uh, so obviously, you know, I just waxed poetic for two minutes about cops and and the things that they do. I'll go into them a little bit more here. They're one of the nominees. Um, they're just wildly inventive over there. Christopher Cop, the chef with his pizzas, he will. They have the standards, but they also they have a lot of you know kind of more crazy things. They'll do a Thai chicken pizza. I know he's talked about doing a nacho pizza. They're about to launch like a pizza eating challenge, but it's not just pizza. Their wings are excellent. Uh, their desserts are very, very good. Um, the milkshakes are delicious. So Cops Pizza Company, definitely want to look out for. Porky Butts Barbecue 
is the second nominee, um, Blaine Hunter. He is a renowned pit master, was on the competition barbecue circuit, decided to open up a restaurant in Omaha uh, earlier this year, I believe this summer. And it's really good. It's one of those places that I feel like it took them a little while to get their feet under them. But Porky Butts has figured some things out, and they're they're motoring along now. It's pretty impressive. They use Wagyu beef uh, for all their brisket and their burn ends, which is just a, a fattier, um, more tender, juicy cut of brisket of beef, and it's it's delicious. Uh, last. Third and final nominee for this category is actually it's normally I would not put a chain on here, but this place, it's kind of a semi chain. I think there's only like five or six locations throughout the country and it's so unique. It's called crab Kings. It's over in a, the midtown area and it's like new England style Maine style seafood or seafood boils. So you got crab legs, shrimp, um, potatoes, corn on the cob, and dewy sausage. And it's one of those where they just, they, they serve everything in the shell and you have to, you know, take your utensils and break into it. So probably not somewhere I would take a, a first date or anything like that, but, but it's really good. Um, it's a very small space. I think that limits it a little bit. Um, definitely very casual, but, but delicious seafood, especially for what you're finding, you know, in the middle of Nebraska. So those are the three nominees. I got to go with Cops. Um, I'm a huge proponent for Cops Pizza Company. Uh, I, I'm a big, big fan of what they do. I love the inventiveness. I love the creativeness. I love the passion uh, that Chris has for his craft, and and I have major respect. That's not to say anything bad about the other two places. They're both really good, too, and you should visit them. But Cops, Cops takes this category uh, for 2019, at least. Um, most surprising menu item. So this is something that I had at a Nebraska restaurant or an Omaha restaurant in 2019 and was maybe a little skeptical or didn't know exactly what was going to come out of it. And then I ended up really liking it, loving it, I think, in all these instances. Um, The first one I got to go with the Modern Cheeseburger uh, from Modern Love. So Modern Love, Omaha's premier vegan restaurant, this cheeseburger, obviously it's not beef. Uh, I think it's made from sea tan, um, but it's it's very good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that it's as good as a normal cheeseburger, but it, it's very close. I think if you blindfolded me and put two in front of me and had me take a bite of each one, I'd be hard pressed to tell which was which. Um, the texture is very surprising in that it feels like it has a meatiness to it. It has a tenderness which I was not surprising. So the modern cheeseburger, surprising in a good way. Um, the eggnog cheesecake from Twisted Cork. So this isn't always available, but the Twisted Cork for their dessert, they have seasonal cheesecake. So right now we're in the winter and they're they're doing an eggnog version. I do not like cheesecake. I'm not, not a fan. I do not like eggnog. I despise eggnog. I, like I have a very open mind when it comes to food. These are two things that I do not ever seek out. And actually I actively avoid both of them. And just to tell you how awesome twisted cork is, they took these two things that I, like I said, I actively avoid them. They put them together and they made me love it. I loved this cheesecake. It had just the right amount of sweetness, uh, the graham cracker crust, 
just added a nice little texture contrast. It was it was excellent, and it kind of it blew my mind. Uh, and then the last thing I'm going to bring up, the chicken tikka from uh, Jaipur, an Indian restaurant. This is their signature item, and the thing that's surprising about it is it does not look great. It looks it comes out like super red, and I'm not talking red. I'm talking red like what you see Nebraska fans wearing at a Husker home game, like a Fairbury brand hot dog, how those things are, you know, they're red and kind of questionable looking, and you're wondering what kind of chemicals are in there. Well, that's what this chicken looks like. It looks like you took, you know, a, a chicken leg and just used that red dye that they use in a Fairbury hot dog. And so that seems pretty questionable, I would say. But unlike those hot dogs, that this is all based off of the, the redness comes from the seasoning that's on the outside and then the cooking process in the in the tandoor oven. And this is some of the best chicken I've ever had. I mean, it's just perfectly spiced. It's incredibly tender, comes right off the bone. Um, the chicken tikka from Jaipur, very, very good. Uh, of the three nominees, I'm giving most surprising dish to the eggnog cheesecake. Just for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, it kind of broke my brain. I did not expect to like this at all. This was something where um, the restaurant allows you to, and I think this is super cool and something I would like to see more restaurants do, but on the menu it says you can add, if you choose to, if you enjoy your meal, you can add $10 onto your bill and they say they'll buy a six-pack for the kitchen. And so my wife and I, we absolutely loved our meal at Twisted Cork, so we were like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And our waitress came back out a few minutes later and was like, hey, you know, the, the kitchen appreciated it. Here, I've, they sent out something sweet for you. Here's this eggnog cheesecake. And it was just like my heart just sunk because <laughs> this did not sound like something I wanted to eat at all. But I, also, it was incredibly nice of them to do that, and I wanted to be appreciative. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll take a bite or two here. Maybe Sarah will have a couple bites, and we'll spread it around and make it look okay. And we, we polished off the whole thing in like two minutes. It was so good. <laughs> so that that's something I would, I can't believe I'm recommending a cheesecake, but I'm going to do that. If you go to Twisted Cork, I would recommend the seasonal cheesecake. And if you listen to this sometime soon, go get the eggnog cheesecake. Even if you don't like eggnog, I think you'll like this. Um, moving on, next category, best brunch item. So it doesn't have to necessarily be from a brunch spot, but... Places that serve brunch on the weekends. Um, one that really surprised me, Herb Saint is a you know Cajun Creole restaurant um, down in the Exarban area. They do a brunch, and they have this thing called the Lage Waffle. It's absolutely delicious. What they do with this waffle is they they have like granulates of sugar in, baked inside of it. So as you're eating this thing, you kind of get these this texture contrast, the, the waffle's firm, but it's, you know, it's still kind of tender and easy to bite through. And then you kind of get these little crunches and these pops of, of uh, sugar and sweetness. And it's really, really nice. It's something, it's one of those waffles that you can eat easily, even without um, syrup. But of course they provide like a, a bourbon syrup concoction that is fantastic. So the Lage waffle, very good. Second nominee, this breakfast nachos. At the Sojourn Cafe, this is a this is a new restaurant out in Ralston, um, and it's off to a really good start. I've not encountered anything like these breakfast nachos. So um, they have homemade 
chips to start with, you know, cut up like a, a flour tortilla and then they fry it. So then just the chips themselves are just airy and chewy and just delicious. They're not, they're not super crispy. They, they, they have crispy parts, but it's not like a tortilla chip. It's a, it's definitely a, a fried flour chip. Um, and then it's topped with scrambled eggs and bacon and obviously cheese. And then the whole thing gets like a, a spattering of breakfast gravy like uh, breakfast sausage gravy. It's very, very good. It's one of those things where it's definitely like a guilty pleasure. Um, by the end of the meal, you're feeling a little bit shameful. Definitely not a diet meal. But it's also, it's it's inventive. I haven't seen anything like that around Omaha previously, and it's it's really good. And then just the last one, I mean, we're talking about two kind of inventive things with the first two nominees. This last one is not inventive. But it it just holds a special place in my heart. That's the hash browns at Eleavenworth Cafe. Um, I, they're just they're, they're crispy on the outside. They're soft in the middle. There's just the exact right level of salt. I mean, this is one of those dishes that I would feel confident sending someone to this restaurant anytime and not worrying about the consistency of it or whether they might get a bad meal, get the hash browns at Eleavenworth Cafe. That's why they're they're the winner of best brunch item for me, and that just might <laughs> go on to into perpetuity. I, I just love these hash browns so much. Um, I, I don't think that they will ever let you down. <laughs> They've never let me down, that's for sure. Um, next category, moving on, best appetizer. So um, going to start off, we're going back to Dario's Brasserie with something – very different that I'm guessing most people listening to this probably have not had before, and that's a Wagyu tartare. So this is Wagyu beef that is raw. It's not cooked. It just it comes to your table very, very pink. It has a fried egg on top of it. Or no, not a fried egg, just a raw egg on top of it. And it comes with uh, some like crostinis that you can, you can take the meat, you can spread it onto the bread, or you can just eat it itself. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds like it might be like a health code violation, but it's, it's perfectly safe. This is a, this is a legit menu item. It's not going to get you sick. Didn't get me sick or my wife, despite what she tries to say. Um, and it's just awesome. I mean, just the Wagyu beef is there. There is a difference with Wagyu beef. I'm just going to say that it's come up before in this episode, it's going to come up again near the end of the episode. It's once you have just normal beef compared to Wagyu, you can tell the difference. The fact that it's raw is is not it's different, but it's not that weird. And it's just really nice to have with the bread. Um, excellent appetizer. Uh, next nominee from Jay Coco is the Moroccan lamb meatballs. I'm a huge meatball guy just to begin with. Um, big fan of lamb as well. Just a uh, you know, uh, kind of a gamey meat, but these, these Moroccan lamb meatballs, they're, they're spiced just wonderfully. They've got a little bit of heat. Um, this dish comes with, uh, some non bread that you can put the meatballs on top of and eat with, or you can use a non to soak up whatever sauce is left. And it's, it's just awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, just very well spiced meatballs, but the winner it comes from a chain. I'm sorry, but it's, it's just excellent. The Bang Bang Shrimp at Bonefish Grill. If you go to Bonefish Grill and you look around at the other diners' tables, 
I can just about guarantee you that every table will have an appetizer of bang bang shrimp on it. This is one of those rare occasions where you go to a restaurant basically for the appetizer and the entree is just kind of like, it's almost like a letdown after the appetizer because the bangering shrimp are so good. So these are very lightly battered and fried shrimp. And then they're coated in this orange, sweet, tangy, just a little bit of spicy sauce. This, an order comes with like 20 of them, 15 or 20 shrimp. It's huge and it's awesome. And I'm sorry, local spots, but in this case, I'm giving it to a chain restaurant. I can't believe it, but that's how good the bang bang shrimp are. That was my favorite appetizer I had this year. Um, I really, really like this next category, most slept on restaurants. And this is something that I struggle with sometimes is that Omaha has so many amazing restaurants that there are some that kind of get lost in the shuffle. You know, when we talk about, you have discussions with people and you say, well, where are the best restaurants in Omaha? There are certain places that get named all the time, or you say certain burgers in Omaha, or excuse me, best burgers in Omaha, best barbecue in Omaha, best pizza in Omaha. There are certain spots that get named every time. And there are some places that I feel like just kind of get lost in the shuffle and they're really, really, really good. And they deserve to be in the conversation with some of these more popular spots. So I'm using this award to kind of highlight a few of those joints. The first one is Night Owl. It's a, uh, it's a bar in the Blackstone District. They only have 16 items on the menu. Very small menu. Six of those are appetizers. So it's pretty much burgers and wings and a couple sliders. But everything, it's one of those where they have a small menu, but everything they do, they do super well. Um, The burgers are fantastic. The wings are just absolutely enormous, and they're double fried, so they're super crispy. I mean, and when I say these wings are enormous, I'm talking like, these are not chicken wings. They're like pterodactyl wings. (laughs) They are, you get an order of, of eight, and it's easily over a pound of meat. I mean, these, these things are insanely huge. So Night Owl, also very good drinks there. I'm a big old-fashioned guy. Night Owl has a very good version of the old-fashioned. Um, I've talked about already in this episode a couple different times um, my experience at Twisted Cork and how much I enjoyed it. That immediately jumped up to one of my favorite restaurants in the entire city, so I don't need to talk about them anymore. They've gotten plenty of pub on this episode, but they deserve it. Twisted Cork. And uh, third nominee is going to be The Hunger Block. This is a Latin American restaurant over in the Rockbrook area. It, it's just really good. Um, it kind of opens opens your eyes a little bit to, to some different flavors that you're not exposed to. Um, they have arepas. They have a, a ropa vieja. They have fried plantains. So, yeah, just uh, Latin American cuisine that's very good. They also have crazy milkshakes. Um, they have the best fried rice that I've had in the city uh, with shrimp just delicious. The hunger block is definitely a place that I would recommend getting out to. And then they also have like burgers and stuff. If you're not feeling, you know, don't be scared off. If you don't think you'd like Latin American food, there's other stuff there as well. Um, but I'm giving it to twisted cork, you know, for all, for all the reasons that I've listed in this episode, I just, I think that that is an absolutely fantastic restaurant. I barely even heard of it previously before Jess and Paul brought it up to me and they were such advocates for it. I was like, okay, got to try this place. And it, it lived up to their hype. I was blown away and 
pleasantly surprised and it will not be very long until I'm back uh, because it was it was amazing. Um, just before we move on to the next category, I want to give a quick shout out to this is like an honorable mention to a food truck here in Omaha called the El Arapone food truck. Um, it is you'll find it commonly parked at the Aldi grocery store across from Nebraska Furniture Mart. Uh, very nondescript beige <laughs> vehicle, but it, it's just awesome. They do uh, Latin American like sandwiches, um, kind of pita pockets almost. Um, Venezuelan food is uh, is how I describe it. These are arepa sandwiches, and and they do empanadas as well. And every everything in there is just delicious. The owner is about the friendliest guy you'll ever meet. He you know he will break down the whole menu for you if you don't understand what you're ordering. You know he'll let you know what's going on. So L R Apone, I I highly recommend going and checking that out. Um, second to last category here as we wind down. Uh, the coolest food happening. So this is just, I don't know if I really have a great way to describe this. Just something that I thought was really fun and different about, or just something that I enjoyed about the Omaha restaurant scene in 2019. Um, the first one, I mean, if you, if you want the whole story, go back a couple episodes ago. I had, I've, I've mentioned the, uh, uh, the muchachos food truck once or twice on this episode already. Um, I had the owner, Nick Mestas, on my podcast a couple weeks ago. I would highly recommend going back and listening to that. But basically, it's just a story of a guy who who grew up cooking. Um, it was very much a family thing for him with his grandparents. He had a, he has such passion uh, for his food. He does a barbecue new Mexican um, food truck. And y- you can just tell. You spend two minutes with that guy, and you can tell how much he loves it, how much he cares about it, and... This summer, he, he's had the food truck since 2016 and just did it on nights and weekends as uh, as a side hustle. And this summer, he took the plunge and he, he quit his full-time job. He said, I'm going to do this full-time. And and so far, the truck has just been a raging success. He, he does caterings. He does weddings. Um, he does holiday parties now. I mean, and he, he's got big plans. He wants a second truck. He wants to potentially open restaurants. So... It's just super cool to see that progression for him. Uh, the second nominee is the opening of the Inner Rail Food Hall. I, I just I thought that that was super fun and super innovative. Um, off one of the UNO campuses, just a you know a conglomeration of ten different restaurants in one food hall area. They've got a bar. Uh, there's a burger spot. There's an Indian spot. Pizza, crepes. Um, Kathmandu Momo Station, if you like uh, steamed dumplings, is excellent. It's just a really fun place to go and get a drink and have a good meal, and you have so many interesting options there. I think it's unlike anything else in Omaha. There are a couple of places that have tried to open food halls, and I just don't think that they've been that successful. The Inner Rail is different. And I'm a big fan of several of the restaurants that are in there, and I, I recommend going and checking that out. And then the third one is the Drover reopening. Uh, after, And I'm, I'm actually going to include the Drover and Rivera's reopening, um, Rivera's Mexican restaurant. They both had fires and were closed for a long time. And and this has been you know kind of a rough year for some longstanding restaurants. Uh, Omaha restaurants, we saw places like Amato's and Petro's and, and several other just 
long-standing Nebraska restaurants shutter their doors um, for the last time, and that's sad. So just the fact that we got two staples, obviously the Drover is famous for their steaks, especially um, the whiskey, uh, whiskey ribeyes, whiskey fillets. Uh, to get that restaurant back open was huge. Um, it's a huge part of Nebraska history, and to see them operating again is is really fun. And same with Rivera's. You know, it doesn't have quite the same reputation as the Drover, but uh, it it just it's my favorite, some of my favorite Mexican food that you'll find in Omaha. It's very very good. Um, so just to see those two places reopen, I thought was really special. But I'm going to go a little sappy, a little sentimental here, and I'm going to say the coolest thing that happened was was uh, Muchachos going full-time. I, I just I love Nick's story. I love the passion. And I know that there are, there are other stories like that in Nebraska um, of people who they, they, they took the risk. They just they had something that they loved, and they wanted to share it with people, and, and, uh, and they took that risk. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes a restaurant will be open for six months, and it'll close. But – but Nick is making it work right now, and I, I want to tell his story. I'd love to tell other stories of people like him. Um, and then last category here is largest restaurant ranking change. So if you've been to restauranthoppin.com, and if you haven't, go ahead, go check it out. Um, I do what I call a hoppin' hierarchy. Excuse me, hoppin' hierarchy. I try to rank each restaurant on a scale of 1 to 10. Obviously, I want people to read every review fully so they have an understanding of why a restaurant got a certain ranking or um, you know, what what entrees, what things to order there. But sometimes it's helpful, you know, if somebody just says, "Hey, you know, I want I want Mexican tonight. What what would be the best Mexican spot?" and they can just go to my website and and see a clear ranking and a clear list right there of, "Okay, these are at least Dan's favorite spots. Now, my opinion might be wrong, but it's my opinion. And if you want to trust it, you can, and you don't have to. But there, as I visit restaurants for a second, third, fourth time, those rankings can change, especially restaurants that, you know, I I visit once and maybe don't have such a good experience and then go back six months later or whatever it is. and, And all of a sudden, you know, the restaurant's gotten some things together and it's a lot better. Uh, so yeah, these are the three restaurants that had the largest ranking change, and in this case, these were all in the positive direction. Um, I mentioned earlier, Bearshin Beer Garden. I really liked Bearshin the first time I went there. I had a burger. Uh, it was it was excellent. I really like it. It's a German beer hall, so it's just a different experience than I think you find anywhere else in Nebraska. They have some really creative, inventive beers. They've got uh, they've got a really nice patio that's super fun to go out and just, you know, after work in the summer, just relax with some friends. It's a good time. But what made it jump up so much for me was that Nashville hot chicken sandwich I mentioned earlier. It's it's just it's the best representation um, of that meal that I've had in Nebraska. So many places have tried. So many places have failed. This is an absolute success. It's it's very, very good. It's very spicy. But it's excellent. Um, second one is is going to be Muchachos. And it is it had been probably a couple of years since I'd gone to Muchachos originally to when I finally got back to it. And they'd added, you know, I mentioned earlier the Hatch Mac and Cheese, which is just delicious. Now they do nachos. Um, they do you know, brisket, uh, chicken and pork tacos. And having it the second time, I think now that Nick has really kind of got his processes down, 
really opened my eyes and it was like, okay, this is, this is something real here. And then, uh, the last one is going to be charred burger and bar. So this kind of stems back to my episode, uh, the burger episode with Mike Schaefer, um, a month or two ago where I'd been to charred a couple years ago and I, and I had some burgers there and it was kind of like, okay, you know, this is good. This is solid but I didn't ever really feel the pull to go back. It was a good experience, but it wasn't anything where I felt like, okay, this, I need to get back here soon. But then I had Schaefer on my burger episode. And I asked him, okay, where, you know, where other than, you know, the mainstays, where like off the beaten path, would you recommend people go for a great burger? And he said his favorite burger of 2019 was charred. And so that opened my eyes and said, okay, I got to try this again. And again, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times. I'm going to say it again. The Wagyu beef, it makes a difference. I'm not going to spell it all out again because I've already done that a couple times. But you just, you have to experience it. This place uses Wagyu beef on every burger. They have a very creative menu with a lot of different options. Um, and it's excellent. So that's actually the winner for this category of the largest restaurant ranking change. Charred Burger and Bar. Just excellent burger place. It's probably somewhere that you haven't really heard of. You know, it's kind of when I talked about the most slept on restaurants or this is one that could have been in that category because you never really hear about it mentioned in best burgers. And yeah, it's, it's up there with some Omaha's best. Um, before we get out of here, there's a, you know, we, this has been kind of a fun episode talking so much positive about, you know, all these great experiences, uh, that I had in 2019, some of the things that I'm really looking forward to in 2020, but, um, going to end on a little bit of a somber note here. It's just that I have to say a, a heartfelt goodbye to, uh, to Lippy's barbecue. And I hope that this is not a permanent goodbye, but, uh, Lippy's is it, or it was a barbecue restaurant in Malcolm, Nebraska. And it, it was a place that I discovered when it was just like this hole in the wall. I mean, it was literally in a trailer, <laughs> but it was just run by this, this husband and wife team. And, you know, you just had the husband out on the, on the smoker smoking ribs and brisket and chicken and, and pulled pork. And the wife was at the cash register and they were just the nicest people. Um, and it was, it was a place that, especially when I lived in Lincoln, I went so often, I took so many people there that, that I became a regular and I, I established a relationship with the owners where I knew them and I would have conversations with them. You know, as I was sitting down to eat, they would come out and talk with me. And, you know, it was that place where I went and I didn't even have to order. I would just walk in and they knew I wanted a half rack of ribs and cornbread. And like, that was just, that was like a bucket list thing that you, you're, they know you so well that they don't even have to ask what you want. That was so cool. And, uh, and unfortunately, um, the, the owner is, uh, he's had some health issues and they've had to temporarily close their location, um, and will not be reopening in their current location. Now he hopes to, you know, God willing, health willing, uh, reopen lippies in a different spot somewhere. And I wholeheartedly hope that that happens. And if it does, I will be the first customer in the door. But if it doesn't, I just, I'm thankful for all the opportunities I got to have at Lippy's. I thank um, the streeters, the owners for just treating me so well for all those years and all those ribs that I consumed there. Uh, Lippy's will always hold a special place in my heart. 
And we'll, let's bring the energy back up here. We'll end the episode on a positive note. Again, I just want to say thank you so much to anyone who's listened, who's read, who's given any credence to my opinion at all this year, positive or negative. Thank you so much. It's just been such a blessing to to interact with you all and uh, and to just kind of pursue this this food journey. And I mean, so much happened in 2019. I cannot wait to see what happens in 2020 over the next uh, next 365 days. So um, if you're listening to this right after it comes out, a belated Merry Christmas. I hope you had a, an excellent, excellent holiday season. Um, Happy New Year. Happy 2020. And uh, Omaha, for the last time in 2019, thanks for eating with me. A Parkville Media Production.